Well, hello there. You are listening to the final episode of Jelly and Bean. And this is a show where we talk about all manner of geek topics, tech, movies, TV shows, games, and more. It's hosted by none other than Brandon Maines, an unlikely hero from the distant lands of the United States, and myself, Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly, an Apple fanboy with a heart of gold. Today is Friday, the 7th of February, 2014, and this is episode number 60. Hello, Bean. Hello, Jelly. That's the final hello. (sighs) It is. It's the final hello. We will never talk to each other again because we will never exist. That's exactly right. No, wait. We won't exist is what I mean to say because we won't exist. Well, you know, if, if we don't exist, then no one will be around to pay your web hosting bills, which means the podcast will disappear when they, you know, delete it from the servers and therefore we will never have existed. It's sad. It's, it, it really is. Yeah. But that being said, we have to look to the future. Our future is is bright, I think, despite us not existing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bright non-existence. <laughs> yeah, bright non-existence. Good. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of th- uh, things that probably won't exist for much longer, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> uh nintendo yeah so we, we talked about them a couple of weeks ago um and within oh pretty much right after we recorded last episode they had kind of a investor briefing earnings meeting type deal and kind of discussed what their plans are for the future which right. di- didn't necessarily align with all the ideas we had for their future so someone wasn't paying attention but but just I'll give you the, the couple of key points that, that that they brought up. First is the Wii U will not be their final living room hardware. They plan on making more, I guess, in-house consoles. Okay. The Wii U will not be receiving a price cut, so they're not going to try to move sales that way. Yeah, well, it's, there's no point doing that. In all honesty, that that's not going to sell more consoles. I believe the Wii U is already losing money. Not not it's not making a profit. Why would they cut it any further? Like that's only going to, it's only going to cause them more issues. It's not going to, you know, boost their profits. Well, I just assumed by the way they were doing things so far that they they didn't want money. I just, I thought that was their whole plan. <laughs> <laughs> they're just gonna they're just gonna collect coins, is what they're going to do. Um, Mario style, like just coins hanging in the air. That's how they make their money. They just collect them, <laughs> they, you know, from pipes and stuff. Every now and then they'll go down in the sewers and they just collect all the coins that they find. And jump jump on turtles and throw them at other turtles, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That that's how Nintendo makes their money. Don't don't you oh, know? Yeah. Oh well, see that's what they talked about in the next the next meeting, you know. Oh right, I see. Um, well, okay, no, they didn't because because that's not real jelly. <laughs> oh. One of the things they did say, however, is that they'll be loosening their character licensing. Oh. Which means maybe you'll see more I, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what I guess I don't know exactly what that means um, because there's not really many other games you go, oh, you know who'd be great in there? Mario or Link or Donkey Kong. Like those type of games are really like that's Super Smash Brothers. You know, there's not many unless you're going to be like, all right, the next Tekken game is going to have guest starring Mario. <laughs> well, you know, there are, there have been a few games where you have like these random characters um, as an example in, in you remember the old Tony Hawk game? Of course. They had Spider-Man. Yeah. You could unlock Spider-Man. 
But that's because random. That's because Activision also made the Spider-Man games. Yeah, but still, it's it's pretty random. So what you're saying is Tony Hawk's going to make another game, and <laughs> you'll be, be able to skateboard as Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. I would I would pay money for that. <laughs> well, I think we all would. Yeah, and then I guess the I guess the most surprising bit of news is that uh, Nintendo has said that they're willing to either merge or be acquired or acquire other companies in order to kind of survive. Yeah, well, I mean, that's something that people have been talking about, right? Um, and it's there, there, is a, there is a divide, I'll be honest, there is a huge divide. Some people want them to be acquired and other people just want them to be left alone because they want Nintendo to just continue being Nintendo as opposed to, like, as, a, as an example, one of the companies that always gets mentioned is Apple. Always gets mentioned by you, right? Well, no, 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 by other people, by other people. But, but also by you. I, I barely ever, ever mention it, to be perfectly honest. I know what you're trying to do there. I'm not going to bite bean. It's just not going to happen. One of the companies that people people mention is is apple and suggesting that because apple makes great hardware and nintendo has great something um characters maybe yeah i will go with that because they don't have great hardware or great software really yeah because they have like great games it'd be awesome to have an apple like game console that has all your you know classic nintendo stuff on it right and um, you know, Apple has the has the wherewithal to turn that into something that's successful for other like for other other um, you know, other like other games companies and stuff like that, where the Wii U has slid very very badly failed, as mentioned last week. You know that they their games library is you know maybe maybe a fifth of what like the other ones are. It's really really small. And and you know that and that's after after the PS4 and the PS uh, sorry and the Xbox One both came out saying that they were um, they weren't going to have backwards compatibility with the with older consoles. I mean the the games library on the Wii U is is just abysmal, really, uh, just a just abysmal. Look, it's just one of those things. Like um, people would like to see see them be be acquired by Apple by another company. Um, but there are also people that think that they shouldn't be acquired. And actually, this is um, th- this kind of leads into something that I read this week um, from TechCrunch, which is an article called Nintendo, It's Dangerous to Go Alone, Take This. It's written by M.G. Siegler, and it basically, it says a lot of the same things that I think you said um, during, uh, you said at one point last week, um, I don't think it I don't think it made it to the episode, but you were suggesting that they should do something with their retro, um, with their, you know, do something a bit retro and like a Game Boy or something like that, right? Yeah. What MG is basically suggesting here is is a, a console built from the ground up to play retro games, but it's for your TV. And, um, you know, basically he, he, he walks through this idea that um, Nintendo's strength is is like nostalgia, and um, which is like completely the opposite of what I was saying last week. This game console will basically have uh, will, will have classic games, but the idea is that Nintendo would go back in, through its old library and basically refresh the visuals and the and the sounds of the old games um, for like a new generation, essentially turning you know the the classic kind of Mario Zelda. Uh, Donkey Kong games, old, old school Pokemon, um, turning them into new games. 
um, upgrading the upgrading the graphics, um, adding adding new levels, um, pricing them really low, like pricing them at about fifteen to twenty five dollars a piece, right? And that sort of thing will most certainly get people um, get people interested in playing these you know, these retro games. Um, but then also getting other co- companies that have done retro games like Atari and Se- Sega to license their old games for the same treatment and basically turn. Um, Nintendo into a console maker that that literally does classic retro games, right? But updated for uh, you know, 2014 and you know the sort of graphics that we kind of expect from game consoles now, um, because you know the the Wii had and I believe the Wii U has the virtual console, and so you can kind of play some retro games, but. I mean, they they don't necessarily do very well because, well, they're they're retro, and you know, most casual gamers who haven't actually played like you know the old school games, and maybe the Wii was their first game console or something like that. Um, you know, these people aren't going to know some of the old school games that are showing up in you know that show up for that. But if they if they were updated for new with new graphics and updated to make them look fresh and new, then the idea is that they would then be a lot more desirable and basically right. they and they would basically track and attract a whole new audience you know the the kind of audience that you know plays angry birds on their iPhones and I, i'm going to eat my hat I, I like i think this is i think this is an excellent idea and honestly it's a far more solid idea like my suggestion last week that they need to kind of let go of the nostalgia and actually embrace the future was is you know it's it's all well and good but that doesn't necessarily tell them where they should go this this article is actually very 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 specific about what they should be doing and i think it's a i think it's a great idea i i do i do like it the only wrench in the works i can see is the part about getting the other companies to you know either hd them themselves or to license the nintendo to hd them because i i know at least with sega a lot of their games, they've released them on uh, Xbox Live Arcade and the PlayStation Network, pretty much as is. Like we, I, yeah, I mean, I assume they essentially run run in emulators that you you have, but like they already make money without having to, you know, HDify them. That that's the only thing I can see them going. Well, you know, we, we'll, we they might be they might be thinking, oh, we'll, we'll be cutting into our own profits by doing this, but. In the grand scheme of things, that's a that's a small portion of it because obviously Nintendo is the one that has the the most of the nostalgia factor going for them. More as much as yes, Atari and Sega do. Nintendo is really what people think about. And the other thing to to keep in mind is that if if Nintendo if Nintendo did come up with a box like this, right, and they opened like they created an SDK for like independent game creators to make their own games, or you know, basically to make to make new games on it. You would see a lot of well independent creators making games and yeah. larger larger studios as well like EA making games um, games for like for for this for this platform um, it, it, because and- the idea is that they would be a lot more simple than you know creating a full scale Assassin's Creed uh, you know Battlefield esque you know game where it's you know an eighty hour game. These could be as simple as as you know old school Super Mario, or you know as simple as you know current day um, Angry Birds. You know, it's it it by by creating a box like this and opening it up for people to create games for it, 
I think it would be a lot more attractive to independents. Yeah, I mean, and essentially with, with that with that um, comparison, it reminds me a bit of the. Um, I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong, but I'm going to say the Oya. I th- I think that's about right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's they're they're not they're not listening, so I doubt they'll they'll uh, correct us. Um, but yeah, it reminds me a lot of that because that's I think that's a hundred dollar system, but that is essentially an Android device, and it just runs you know whatever it can run on on Android. But I mean, right. Nintendo would have would have the theoretically would have the games and would have the marketing and manufacturing power to actually get it out there where Oya, Oya the moment doesn't is just kind of a some people have heard about it and they're going why, right. why do i want to spend 100 bucks to play angry birds on my tv absolutely the difference between those two consoles is that nintendo is an existing brand that is is beloved like i don't think there's any other way to put it right Oya is this kind of thing is this thing that got i think backed on kickstarter at one stage yeah and like is probably known by well kickstarter fans is there a, is there like a a term for kickstarter fans what we like, call them kickstarters or kicks, no is kickstarters no the, because kick, the that's the projects kickstarters kickers kickers we'll just call yes, them kickers. <laughs> Uh, you know, so basically, like you know, hardcore kickers would would know would know it doesn't sound right. Hardcore kickers, <laughs> they they would know about the Oya, and you know, Android fans would know about it. You know, people who are really um, you know, kind of geek, you know, it, tech, it's, tech. It's, yeah, it's more it's more of a tech industry thing than than anything else. But you know. It's not going to be. It's not going to make waves anytime soon. In you know, in EB Games, where where you know PlayStation and Xbox reign reign king, but Nintendo does have a foothold there, albeit a really tiny one, because they only take up you know half the amount of space, maybe even a quarter of the amount of space of of the other two. Um, but at the end of the day, they do have a foothold in that arena and by creating a box like this it would essentially open that that would open up that that platform to so many more people yeah i look i I think that if nintendo does do something like this i mean it probably won't be as amazing as we'd like it to be because 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 they won't listen to us well it's not so much that they won't listen to us but they won't I think you know the the very fact that they they you know that they went from the Wii to the Wii U, and I mean the Wii was good in many ways, but I don't think it was as cutting edge, um, software wise, as what we would want this sort of a thing to be, um, because you know you'd have to this sort of thing would have to be run like you'd have to have a completely online game store as opposed to buying stuff in, um, buying stuff in EB Games, um. Because there's no point buying a disc <laughs> with a with a four megabyte game on it. Yeah. There's no there's no reason to do a lot of that sort of stuff. The fact of the matter is is that you know Nintendo has a lot a lot of you know a lot to do to kind of get themselves back on track and you know back in in the running I guess um, because really right now they're failing as obviously this this meeting that they had um, kind of suggests. But we should de- like I I think it's definitely something that we should you, you, we should keep an eye on. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can, but no one else, no one will know about it because this is our final episode. Yeah. Well, but they they can keep their own eye on it, right? They're not like completely useless. 
Uh, but completely. Yeah. I mean, moderately so. <laughs> you, see, you see, listeners, this episode, we insult you. Because we, we complimented <laughs> you all 59 episodes before this. And what did that get us? Nothing. <laughs> uh, let's talk about movies. Yes. In fact, let's spend the rest of the episode talking about movies. Okay, why not? So, we'll start off with a great movie. Captain America. Well, a hopefully good movie because it's Captain America 2 and I haven't actually seen it yet because it doesn't come out for a bit. So because of the Super Bowl, uh, they released a new trailer, uh, as one would expect. Yes. Probably paid far too many millions in order to get it out there when, you know, we all just watched it on the internet anyway. Yep. All right. So this trailer, uh, for, uh, well, how about this? You, you weren't terribly excited by the first trailer. I wasn't. What, I, what did you honest. think about this one? Did it allay any of your fears? Look, I think it's a better trailer. Uh, just overall, it does have a lot more... Explosions? No, I'm, I'm going to say character in this one, right? I mean, the downside to this one is that anybody who, anybody who doesn't know who the Winter Soldier is could possibly be spoiled. Because they show you more shots of his face. Because they show you more shots of him. And there's also some stuff that kind of suggests who who he is. But again, we're not saying anything. So, right. you know. And, and if, if, you don't know, if you don't know who he is, people, don't look it up. Yeah, don't. Don't, don't spoil it. I'd like, I, I, I would like to hope that there will be people out there who go into this movie not knowing who the Winter Soldier is and being completely blown away by the whole idea. Um, or at least, you know, somewhat surprised about it. But that being said, I, f- I feel a lot better about this film. This film actually kind of reminds me of um, a movie that we recently went and saw, which is Jack Ryan, which is basically a political thriller. This kind of reminds me of Jack Ryan in the fact that it's kind of political thrillery, but it kind of, it seems to go more towards the action kind of direction whereas jack ryan like there was one explosion in the whole thing and what um, kind of movie only has one explosion not a good movie <laughs> obviously the, you know, but captain america captain america obviously has a lot more action a lot more uh, that sort of thing which is you know we we kind of expect that from a superhero film and i think it's going to be a lot more a lot more fun than jack ryan was you know, I, I, Jack Ryan is very interesting politically, but not very interesting about what's going necessarily what's going on, because it's it's very much a brain flick, not a not a you know, oh my gosh, this is so amazing kind of action adventure flick, and that and Captain America from this trailer feels like it's got a lot more of that, and so my hope is once again restored. However, Scarlett Johansson. Why? Why would? Why? Why would they do that to her hair? <laughs> <sighs> but remember, as we discussed, it's um, alien uh, straightening technology. Asgardian straightening, yeah. straightening technology, I believe, is what we uh, we agreed on. Yes, I I do remember that. And uh, look, if they don't show us at least once that they have Asgardian straightening technology, or Possibly, and here's a great here's a great thing for the uh, for the agents of Shield um, guys. They could do a thing about the Asgardian straightening te- technology. There you go. And it actually turns out uh, that it's actually just technology from Asgard that fits Simmons 
worked on and turned it into a straightener. Yes. Yeah. yeah. See what I Yeah, no, that's and so, good. And so that then becomes it then ties Agents of Shield into the Marvel universe in a much deeper and more meaningful way. Yeah, exactly. And and they'll market it the whole time and be like, this episode is the one you can't miss, where <laughs> everything about Captain America is explained. <laughs> everything about Black Widow's hair anyway. Uh, look. I was gonna say I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the trailer. I thought it was good. Um I mean I, I obviously I enjoyed the first one as well, so I wasn't I didn't really have anywhere to go because I'm I'm already, you know, 10 out of 10 so far, you know. I don't know that that's what you were no, when we did no, our review, no. yeah, our, our pre-review of it earlier, late last year, but uh, but you definitely were, you're definitely keen about it. Yeah. I think it was about an eight or so, yeah, maybe probably. a nine. I, I feel like, I, I don't think my feelings on it have changed. Um, and I, I think that's mostly because um, I'm not surprised. It, it's not, it, Nothing from the first trailer, or the second trailer. I'm not certainly going. Oh, there's explosion in this movie. I, I didn't. I didn't expect that one. You know what I mean? Well, it's yeah. not that I didn't expect explosions. It just felt the first trailer felt empty. Yeah, and it felt disappointing. And I kind of expected more, and it felt too dark. This trailer feels a little bit. It doesn't necessarily feel less dark, but it feels more fun. Hmm. And I think that's important because you can have explosions and not have fun. Explosions uh, do not. I'm. I'm. I don't know. I, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, if you look up "fun" in the dictionary, it says "see explosions." Right. No. I, look. I don't. I don't necessarily think that's that's true. Explosions. Like you can have a, a movie with tons of explosions. That they just. It's just not really that much fun. It's just. Like it's you know lots of explosions and I guess it's kind of fun in that way, but it's like but there needs to be a deeper sense of fun. I, and I, I think, think I understand. You need you need talking explosions. You need explosions with character. <laughs> explosions with character. That's the one. Uh, but yes, yes, I know. I I, under, I definitely understand what you're saying. But I, I think I think when we watched the first trailer, I, I think I already assumed that. All that other stuff was going to happen, and it was just like, "Oh, this is a neat direction to take it with yeah. with what the first trailer said." Because I mean, I, I think, I, I think we, it was just an assumption that okay, it's going to have the what Marvel's done so far. It's going to have you know some good characters. It's going to have some explosions, some, some character driven explosions. You know, like all the, all the good stuff. Um, I think the other thing that has helped has helped since seeing the the original trailer, the official the first trailer. I think the thing that's helped is going and seeing Jack Ryan, right? Because Jack Ryan is basically a non-Marvel Captain America type thing because he's, you know, secret agent type dude, works for the CIA or whatever, and, um, you know, has that whole thing where, uh, you know, political thriller and all that sort of stuff. Seeing Jack Ryan and being not necessarily disappointed, but not necessarily in love with the whole idea. Right. I think I, I think it's like that, that movie is probably around, I want to say a six out of 10. Right. Um, but that being said, like this trailer makes Captain America feel far better and far more, uh, I guess filled out. And like I said, far more fun. Yeah. Then, than what it was before. And definitely what, than what Jack Ryan was, and I feel like 
that has given me more hope. Just seeing Jack Ryan and seeing kind of understanding how much how I feel about that, and then comparing that with this trailer makes me think that it like this is going to be a far better movie than what I originally expected from the first trailer. Yeah, um, and not so much a continuation of any of our previous thoughts, but except for about the movie, one of the other things it does that we didn't get to see a lot of before is a bit more of the Winter Soldier in action. Right, so you, like we said. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's not, it's not, but it's not just you get to see more of him, you know, stationary, but you, you like there's a scene where he's, what, he, like he's he jumps on top of a car, rips at the steering wheel, and then jumps jumps on top of another car and like just starts punching it. You know, you know, like it, it I guess it shows off that he's not, that he's a bit more, I guess, of a formidable bad guy. He's a tiny Hulk is what exactly. he is. A tiny Hulk. Dude, tiny smashing. <laughs> <laughs> tiny hulk tiny smash okay well another superhero um movie had a new trailer released during the super bowl and that was for the amazing spider-man two 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 dos <laughs> tres no wait that's the next yes. one yes <laughs> this is a weird trailer i gotta be honest it's kind of almost a kind of a trailer and then almost like a let's meet the bad guy yeah clip like it feels like this is the beginning of the movie or like like a scene yeah. you know how sometimes they release a scene from the movie yeah. this is it kind of feels like that because there's this whole thing where spider-man meets jamie fox <laughs> yeah you know but jamie fox in kind of in, in character maybe not not literally jamie fox like hey yeah. i'm jamie fox <laughs> oh and i'm spider-man but, yeah. yeah but you know geeky geeky jamie fox character uh, you know, he, he's like, he meets them on the street and it's kind of like this thing where, you know, he, Jamie, the Jamie Foxx character is kind of really nervous and, uh, I guess in kind of in awe and stuff like that. And there's this whole thing where you kind of see why and how he gets a bad attitude towards Spider-Man, um, when, when he you know when he turns into electro i don't i don't think that was you know terribly spoilery we all knew jamie fox was going to be electro yeah but i kind of feel like this trailer is very spoilery i think it'd be different if it was if it was just like the second half of the trailer where you see him meet up with jimmy fox as electro and you just saw that kind of scene and then you know the fighting started like that would be neat but i think it's because they, they kind of showed you all right well here's him before here's how he becomes electro Here's him first being electric. You know, it's like, well, you know, that it, it, it's, it's like four minutes worth of a trailer. But that four minutes worth of trailer is probably, you know, what, 10, 15 minutes worth of the movie. Right. And when you go to the theater and to actually watch that 10 minutes, it's not going to be anywhere near as exciting because you go, well, I kind of really know all the, the de- like, yeah, you don't know every single detail, but like, you know, the the the, the gist of what's going to happen. Sure, sure. But. I think what you're forgetting here is that there is there is more to this movie than than Jamie Fox. Uh, well, uh, yeah, because there's there's explosions, right? Uh, well, there's explosions, <laughs> but there's also two other completely separate bad guys that we haven't met before. Um, there's Rhino and there's Green Goblin, and I mean, one of the things that we still we still don't really know who Green Goblin is. It could be that it's um, Norman Osborn, or it could be Harry Osborn. Both of them are played by relatively well-known actors. Um, 
uh, Chris Cooper and Dane DeHaan, um, respectively. So that kind of doesn't give anything away. And then all the shots that they kind of show of Green Goblin show like that, that you, you don't really get a decent look at his face. And so it could be Chris Cooper because he kind of does kind of look a bit old. But then Green Goblin could be wearing a mask or something like that because he, he's been known to do that. And so maybe it's Dane DeHaan just in, a, in some sort of, you know, mask-like outfit. It's, re- it's really, really difficult to tell. Um, we still don't know that sort of thing. And we, don't, we also don't know how the whole thing is going to play, play together, right? Because there's this whole thing where they seem to be setting up the Sinister Six. Like, the movie could actually end up being less about, like, Electro. And the Electro thing could just be, like, one small part a few scenes really um towards a bigger hole and i kind of get the feeling that the electro kind of storyline or the story arc for electro is more of a beginning than the plot of the entire movie that's true um you do you do make a good point i mean if you made it with explosions i probably would care a bit more (laughs) (laughs) hang on hang on hang on How do you feel now? It's so enlightening. (laughs) It's it's like you're speaking directly to my heart. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Look, I'm interested in seeing Spider-Man 2. I loved the first one. I thought it was was great. Um, I'm very interested in seeing Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, there's a lot of the, one of the things the trailer also has is some some nice moments where we get to see some of some more of uh, Peter Parker's um, trademark snarkiness. Mm. Um, a few random comments here and there. Something about uh, he's he's in bed and he's he's clearly covering up the fact that he's wearing his Spider-Man costume because um, you can only see his head and his head like his face is all kind of blackened like it was like it's got like soot essentially and dirt. well yeah soot do it yeah yeah and aunt may asks him you know how did you get all dirty and he's like i cleaned the chimney <laughs> she's like we don't have a chimney yeah. and he's like oh what <laughs> 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 which is great like it's it's you know it's great peter parker stuff that we we uh that we do love that well I, that i love i know that i love it yeah uh, yeah i think i think that's what what this trailer does well is, is it is it makes you want to see the movie like i, I think it, it does that yeah very well because i know not that I, I i wasn't disinterested before but it, it wasn't really high on my oh, like i definitely w- want to see that movie soon but this trailer kind of makes me want to go oh yeah I, I actually am excited for this I think I think it's really interesting because these two films, both Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Captain America the Winter Soldier, are both coming out within like in Australia. They're both coming out within like 2 weeks of each other. Well, which well, is great. Which one comes out first? Uh so Captain America comes out on the 3rd of April in Australia and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 comes out on the 17th of April. Okay, so what you do is on the 3rd you go in to watch Captain America and you never leave. You just watch it every, you know, every showing until Spider-Man 2 comes out. Then you watch it once and you can go home. That seems um, excessive. Very excessive. No, no, but remember that there'll be, there'll be exp- explosions with characters. So it'll be all right. <laughs> uh, 
Good times. Uh, yes. Speaking of um, poor decisions, the producer <laughs> of um, some of the X-Men movies has come out and she said that um, she really wants to, to do a, a Gambit movie, but with Channing Tatum as Gambit. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds like the worst decision I've ever heard in my entire life. Why? Why do you feel like that? Because what have Channing you got against Tatum? Channing Tatum? Okay, w- w- what do you think of when you think of Channing Tatum? Do you think great actor? Do you think do you think wide range, or do you think he's got muscles and women go <laughs> women swoon when they see him? <laughs> Isn't that a good thing? It means that you can definitely take your wife to see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, look- no, no, because then she won't. Then she'll go. No, no, then she won't come home with me because I'm not Channing Tatum. Oh, I see, right. <laughs> Um, no, look, I, I, I actually, the first thing that I think of when I see, when I, when I think Channing Tatum, right, is White House Down, which is the, probably the most recent movie that I saw him in. And that was a really good movie. It was done by, it was done by Roland Emmerich. Right. Um, and also had Jamie Foxx. Apparently we like Jamie Foxx today. Um, but it was a really good movie and he did a really good job in it. Um, I think it was, uh, like it wasn't an amazing, you know, outstanding movie. It was maybe like seven, seven stars, seven jellies. Um, I think, but I think he did a really good job. I think the problem for me, right, is that they've already used Gambit. They already have Gambit. Well, except, no, they used him in the X-Men Origins movie. <laughs> well, I'm Well, granted, that, that first Wolverine movie, was, which... I, I think we can all agree we've all collectively forgotten. <laughs> but that's, I, no, you can't have, you can't pull Ryan Reynolds out of that and turn him into a Deadpool, like spin it off into a Deadpool flick, which is something that they're trying to do and they want to really do. They want to do a Deadpool flick with Ryan Reynolds. You can't do that and then like, and then take out one of the also the other major characters in the movie, um, Gambit, who has a relatively large role in in that film. Well, not not huge, but I, still, I would but, say he is, but he is still a big, relatively small large. Is is what it is. He's large enough that I like. I feel I would feel weird going and watching a character that is that has completely and utterly changed. I mean, but then, you know, at the same time, they did that whole thing where they replaced Terrence Howard with Don Cheadle, and we all know that that made things, um, that made that character a lot better. They made everything better. <laughs> well, look, it, um, the, the, I think I think the other issue is, so it was uh, Taylor, Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, it, Taylor was, Kitsch. Was, I'm just going to call him Taylor, because I've pronounced his name once now, I think that's good enough. Well, it's Kitsch. It's <clears> just, it's Kitsch. Okay. How is that hard? Because I, I keep wanting to like overpronounce the S. I see. Okay. Anyway, when he did it, I don't know if you remember, but he had a not quite accent. Like it, it was like, I think one line had the Cajun accent and then the rest of it, he just kind of forgot he was supposed to do that. But do you think that Channing Tatum is going to be able to pull off no, no, no. Cajun? I, 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 okay. If it was a choice between Taylor and Channing, I'd definitely choose uh taylor like without a doubt (laughs) i i have i have nothing channing tatum has done i don't even know if i I, 
no movie he's been in has or no shot I've seen of him. Nothing makes me go. Nah, he, I want him to be Gambit. You know who I'd love to be Gambit? Um, who? Josh Josh Holloway from Lost and I Intelligence. I could totally see that. I think I he would totally be a see that. perfect Gambit because he's got not that not that build is really that important because you know he definitely actor, has the build. Actors for change it. that all the time, but he's kind of already close. Yeah, like he's, he's not going to. He suddenly- also looks like his facial facial features, and if he had long if he had his long hair he had long hair in lost didn't he i don't remember not like super long but yeah long enough like but you know if he had the long hair he would totally pull off gambit and and i think and maybe it's just lost but he he, i think i already kind of imagine him as that kind of like charming you know out for himself type character which is exactly what gambit is right that being said, I don't know that he could pull off the Cajun accent either. Yes, that that's that's very true. Um It's yeah, it's but then I like I, I think that if they do go ahead and make something with, with Channing Tatum, which given that both the uh given that both the X Men producer and Channing Tatum are both interested in having Channing Tatum play Gambit. Like that seems like it could be very easy to lock down as opposed to, okay, actually what we're going to do is we're going to go over here and get this other guy who is way less well-known than, than Shenning Tatum and get him to play the character because he looks right. Um, It's far less likely, but I do like it. That being said, I do, I do like it a lot. I would much rather him play uh, play gambit even if even if we don't have to have the the uh the cajun accent and i i feel like either way channing tatum won't won't end up doing cajun just it's well, you know what yeah okay how about this i don't care who plays the role as long as it's a good movie but i don't want it to be <laughs> i don't want it to be like the i don't want it to become x-men 3 or even x-men origins wolverine you know, like I don't want one of those type of movies. I I want them to, because yes, as much as Wolverine's a cool character, he was never my favorite. Gambit was definitely in my my top three superheroes slash X Men favorites. So I can I can look past what what I think are bad casting choices if it works out. And I'm and I'm saying that now in advance so that if it so it doesn't look like a oh I only change my mind once it's good like I'm I'm saying that now right. I'm 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 open to whatever as long as it's good. <laughs> and what you're actually saying is is that you you doubt you have large doubts uh, that Channing Tatum is the correct choice to make a good movie. Yes, I think I would say that my doubts are as big as Channing Tatum's muscles. <laughs> <laughs> that's huge yeah, exactly. so big actually there's another casting um casting announcement that came out this week that i think is a little bit kind of people are a little bit in uproar about um this one is actually confirmed right and it's that jesse eisenberg uh basically also known also known as mark zuckerberg from uh from the social network not actually mark zuckerberg you know the the film version of mark zuckerberg or, or um, also, also 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 known as the other michael sarah yeah the other michael sarah uh he was also in um the that that uh, great zombie zombie movie um zombie land yep yeah that was that was really good he has been chosen to play 
DC's Lex Luthor um, in the new Batman versus Superman flick. Uh, yeah, he sure was. So you you don't seem to you don't seem to like this this casting news then. Well, I, I, it's weird because he's he's young. And he is young. Are they going to play it like you know everyone? Because so we know who Superman's going to be. We know who Batman's going to be. It seems strange to have a you know essentially a, a guy who looks like he's just out of high school playing the main you know supposed to be playing the 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 evil businessman. You, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop you there because I mean he looks young and yeah sure he is young, but you realize he's like thirty. He's yes, the same he's not- age as Henry Cavill. Well, that, yes, I know. That's that's why I didn't say who is. Like I, I point out, like, but you know, that's kind of been his look, pretty much the whole time. Like it, it's been what he's been cast as. as sure. Is is the, sure. the young guy. But that being said, it's not. It's, it's. It wouldn't be at all surprising if they decided to take take Lex Luthor in a slightly different direction. Um, because you know we've had we've had the younger version of, of Lex Luthor. Played by uh, Michael Rosenbaum uh, in Small Smallville. Uh, we've also had, is it Kevin Costner? No, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. <gasps> I can't. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. No, Kevin Costner is is the new is the new Parkant. I can't remember. Anyway, we've had Kevin Kevin Spacey play play, play Lex Luthor in um, Superman Returns. We've had Gene Hackman in the uh, original movies. We've had we've had a very like a, a big variance of different you know different versions of of Lex Luthor, but I, I think, think it, at least they've all fit. I guess I mean I, I guess when you think about it, he's as old as as the actor playing Superman is, it's not as big a stretch. But I, I think the issue is still that he looks really young. Like if you think, yeah, when Michael Rosenbaum, yeah, he was young, but then so was like he was supposed to be because everybody else was right. The, you know all the other characters. Of were. Of course, it's it was supposed to be like teen. Teen Superman, right? Yeah, no, I I understand that, but I think I think if they decide to take the character into the sort of in a bit of a different direction by turning him into like one of the, like uh, essentially, essentially, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg as Lex Luthor, yeah, <laughs> which I can, which you can totally see, right? Because I mean, for starters, we've had plenty of TV shows and that sort of thing, kind of lining us up for that the whole idea that. You know these um these uh, we we've had heaps of TV shows and and that sort of thing lining us up for this whole idea that uh that that you know these tech tech startup guys are, are terribly evil and they want all your data um which let's be honest they <laughs> they are kind of evil and they want your data yeah but the whole the whole thing like that has kind of been a thing already. Uh, it wouldn't be surprising at all to find that you know that this version of Lex Luthor is some sort of startup guy who somehow made his millions in in you know by you know by having this startup company that just went you know super massive overnight type of thing. Those dang technology companies trying to take over the world. Um, you know, and that's and that's totally a legitimate thing now. Whereas back when Superman was you know back in the day, even even you know back when. Uh, you know, Superman Returns was w- w- was was coming out. That that was a lot less of a thing, and it was more likely that a character like Lex Luthor was going to be um, older, 
a little, you know, probably, probably, you know, in his in his mid to late forties, because you know he's had to do well. He's you know he's had to build his company, right. whereas these days it's it's super easy for some dude to have a really great idea and get picked up like that. I mean, not super easy, but easy enough that heaps of people you know get ha- end up running venture capital backed businesses. And so there's no reason, and a lot of those, a lot of those are really small. Like as, uh, sorry, a lot, a lot of those are done by r- relatively young guys. Like you just have to look at, for instance, Tumblr, um, which is which is run by a guy called David Carp. He's really young, and he looks younger. He looks about the same age as, as um, I was going to say Michael Sarah. <laughs> he looks about the same age as as um, as Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, you know. I mean, he played Jesse Eisenberg played uh, Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, obviously that he, you know he he looks young enough to looks about the right age to be one of these guys. And so, I if they're going to go in this direction, I think that's the most likely thing that they will do. That's true, and, and there was also a bit of other casting news that came out um, that we kind of not that we ignored, but that it just it, it wasn't as Exciting, I guess, as uh, not well, exciting. It wasn't as talkable as Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of these things um, because it's. I mean, a few people were talking about it because not people aren't really sure if it's she's the right person for the role or not. Um, you're obviously speaking of um, of Gal um, Gal Gadot. I I don't know how to pronounce her name. Yeah, I, that's how I was going to say it. I mean, we we could go really, um, really Western European and say, you know, like Gal Gadot, <laughs> just 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 uh, Englishify it. It's it's Hebrew. It's a Hebrew name. Uh, like that doesn't really help me. I'm gonna go with uh, with with Gal. Just you know, yeah. I'm gonna do your trick and just call him by the first name. That's good. Um, G or Gigi. Uh, uh, just- <laughs> <laughs> Gigi, she's playing. Um, she's been cast as as Wonder Woman, and a lot of people had had issues with that because they didn't know whether or not she could pull the whole thing off. It's kind of actually kind of a lot like your whole idea of can you can Channing Tatum play uh, play Gambit because you know she doesn't have the right physicality. Apparently, um, people are worried that she'll be able to pull off the you know the right amount of presence and that sort of thing. Yeah, well, j- just on a pure like the same way that Tatum is. A big guy. The the only uh, this picture that from The Verge, like she's super thin. Like well, you, you, she well, was, she, she can she can definitely bulk up, but she's like that's going to be a, a a big because Wonder Woman is is not a tiny person. Like she is quite no, she's, muscular. She's bulky. Yeah, but that's not like it's one of those things, right? It's it it's something that she could she could feasibly do. Yeah, she but, could you know yeah, put physique some bulk is changeable. On. There's no right. Um. I mean, that's but, a that's a both you, know, you and I have these you know giant giant uh, guns we've got going on, yeah. You because know, we're sitting here working out right guns. now as as we do the podcast. I'm just yeah. While I'm while I'm speaking, I'm just kind of you know lifting lifting weights with one arm, giant weights like like three ton. Is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> it is now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is now. I'm so strong. Um, look, I don't think that this is necessarily a, a bad thing. I'm open to it, right? And I think that the important thing is, is like, is is very much the same. 
I think the important thing is is the same thing that you find important about um, about a Gambit movie, right? As long as it turns out good, it doesn't matter who the casting choice was yeah. or is. Like the the point is to make a good movie. And look, I wasn't particularly into Man of Steel myself, but I mean, this is the movie that's basically acting as the as the jumping board for for DC's you know extended universe, right? That you know to where they're trying to you know branch off into other you know having this kind of combined universe in the same way that Marvel does. This could feasibly lead to a Wonder Woman movie at some point in the future. Well, at it's the, definitely at the very leading least, to a. Oh, it's so, definitely leading to a Justice League movie. Yeah, exactly. She, she's been signed on. I think. I think she's been signed on for a, a three picture deal. She has. Yeah, yeah three and, pictures. And at this point, all that's been announced is the Batman Superman thing, and then Justice League. So hmm. theoretically, she'll either be at one the Wonder Woman movie, or there'll be a Justice League two or something like that that she'll be a part of. Sure, and there's that, and that's not um, suggesting that she wouldn't like resign after those movies. It's just that's what they've done. Right, they've done three. Look, I I think that I think that it could work out. She's definitely like she's definitely done got the physicality thing, you know, going. I don't mean that in like in physique. I mean that in like she was um, she was a big part of the Fast and Furi- Furious um, franchise, or at least a few of those movies. And so she's done. She's done a few of her own stunts in in the most recent one of that. Um, so she, it's not like she's a stranger to action flicks. It's not like she's some you know rom com star or anything like that. She's right. Drew Barrymore. She's as basically Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, like I think she's. I think she's got. If anybody's going to be able to pull it off, she's got a big, big chance um, of being able to do it. And. It's. I think personally, personally, I think it's a really good thing to see, and I'm, I'm, I am hopeful about that character and that it will end up being, being good and actually going on into the future, probably more so than I am about, for instance, Batman or even Superman, because well, look, at the end of the day, we know we know Henry Cavill can pull off the Superman thing. He's already done it. Um, granted, it wasn't particularly, you know great my favorite superman ever but it was still you know he he still managed to pull it off um and look the the fact of the matter is is that ben affleck's going to be able to pull off batman as well um especially if he has a good you know especially if he has good um the right chemistry with with superman in the end and i think that ben affleck is a good enough actor to be able to pull off that so i'm not concerned the biggest kind of uh, risk in the entire movie, other other than you know the casting choice for say for instance Lex Luthor, um, is probably is probably the the casting choice for Wonder Woman, which is which is Gal Gadot, and I I think I think that's fine because if she pulls it off, it's going to be it's going to be amazing, and I I I have every every bit of faith in in her ability to do that. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to say I, I've never seen the movies that she's been in. Um, so I can't make a huge judgment call. I can say someone being in Fast and Furious movies doesn't really inspire me to uh, think great thoughts about their acting ability. But uh, again, you know, like that's not that's obviously not the end all because there have been some good actors who have come out of those. Um, right. So yeah, yeah, of course, if she can pull it off, that's great, you know, because... 
I think more so than just saying that, yeah, we know Cavill and, and Affleck can pull off the roles. At the same time, we've seen we've seen their roles quite a bit. Like not just not right. them personally. I meant more like we've seen Batman and Superman. It's been done. We, we've never really yep. had a blockbuster Wonder Woman. Well, we've never had a blockbuster Wonder Woman. Yeah, well, we've I, had I think TV show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We've had Wonder Woman before, but not to the same extent that we've had. Right. Um, the other one. So, like, if if it if it can go well, that's great. I mean, that's at the very least, it's another character out there with with an with another bit of with a bit more, I guess, comic lore to pull from. Um, sure. And so it it won't just be the same movies and and. I think the fact that her that one woman's backstory is you know kind of I think what is it I think she was made out of clay and blessed by is it Diana is that the name uh, a Greek no that's that's her name but I, I, her name is Diana I thought she was named after I, I thought she took that name after the Greek goddess who kind of gave her life okay doesn't matter it was some sort of Greek remember. goddess but either way that's a bit more of a supernaturally type movie than that we've seen like uh, you know batman's the stereotypical you know batman and iron man both have that kind of i'm a rich guy who has a lot of money who you know who, who uses my money to beat people up and they're right re- and they're regular people right yeah. I, I don't mean that in the sense that they're you know he's a regular joe i mean that's in the sense that he had they have no powers yeah yeah and and i mean superman's a bit different because he's he's an alien so you know, it, it's it's a different it's a different. And bit he's of, typically thought of as being like the the kind of um, the Boy Scout of of the Justice of the Justice League. Uh, well, I think this is a good point to end our final episode. Sixty episodes. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're sixty episodes in the can. Yeah. Well, no, not on not on the can in the well, can. not in the can either because uh, the you're not supposed to flush that kind of thing down. Like I mean, it's yeah, it's a it, bit too. Yeah, but it's a it's a phrase. It's a phrase. Well, it's a disgusting Not- phrase, Jillian. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> it doesn't mean that sort of can. It's you know recording because I used to have like the the cans where they had the the reels. Oh, never mind. <laughs> See what I've had to put up with these past sixty episodes. I. And, and guys, well, just because this is our last episode doesn't mean that uh, we're still not contactable on Twitter. You know, we still want to we still want to know what you what you've thought about the the run, what you thought about this final episode, what you think about right. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. And in in that sense, like you should go if you want to read more about all the stuff that we've uh, that we've been re- referencing throughout the episode. Um, head to our show notes. Our show notes will be online, and they'll stay there. It's not like they're going to suddenly disappear. Just like we're not going to suddenly disappear. Just head, jump onto the website, jellyandbean.co forward slash 60. Now, if you would like to get in touch with us, uh, you can do so. It's probably best to get us in touch with us individually on Twitter. Uh, Bean has a new Twitter account because he changed it on the last episode. Crazy. His new Twitter account is Mr. Brandroid. Well, I'm... I- I'm growing up, so I had to have a more professional name. Yeah. Uh-huh. Brandroid. Totally professional. So, uh, that that's to, for, for those who don't know, that's spelled M-R-B-R-A-N-D-R-O-I-D. And I am at Jelly Bean Soup. Thanks, guys, for listening. We've had an amazing time 
We've had an amazing show. We've had had amazing like what like 14, 15 months. It's been just amazing all around. And uh, guys, we will we will sorely miss all of you and having having uh, having this show. Um, that being said, we look forward to seeing you all online. And that's it. Bye. I don't know how to end. Just go. Bye.